You're listening to the Multi Geek Show, episode four, recorded September 9th, 2009. Uh, in this episode, we're going to discuss Dr. Robotnik's suspenders. We're going to figure out how it is that a fat Italian plumber can run as fast as a hedgehog. We're going to discuss the possibility of seeing a Pixar Captain America film. And we're also going to do something we've never done on the show before. Uh, we may never do again. We'll see how it works out. But it has to do with salsa. So thank you so much for listening, and we hope you enjoy the show. So Sega is creating a new Sonic game in 2D that is high definition. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. That's very awesome. Yes. Uh, now... I don't know, is it too awkward to say that Alex and I used to... Uh, oh, Alex, by the way, if you're if you're listening, um, is sitting in with us. He's a good friend of mine and Jason's for a long time. And I'll say that uh, since we were Wii Lads, we would take the Sega Genesis and use in Sonic 2, they had that soundboard where you could go in, you could put in the code, and then you would access this secret sound... It's pretty much like just a, a, a screen where you could play all the different sounds and songs. From the game and every sound from the yeah. game. Exactly. And we would take that, and we would actually use it to have, like, recorded adventures, like old-timey radio shows. We were lonely and kids. <laughs> I can tell you, okay, proof that we're geeks. But the idea was, you know, okay, have some kind of a story going on and then make the sounds match it. But at, the, <laughs> at one point during the story... <laughs> The actual, the Sega reset. And if anyone has ever played Sonic 2 on the Sega, you know that when it resets, it goes, Sega. So we're there, and we're acting like we're Sonic and Tails. Wait, wait, who was Tails? I don't remember. Wait, was I part of this? I don't think you were a part of this. I think you're, you wanted to be a part of it, and so you've, you've introduced yourself into a story that had nothing to do with you. Okay, so for the sake of the lie I just told, <laughs> let's continue with, uh, I'll be Tails. Since uh, <laughs> since we're making this up, I choose Tails because, let's be honest, he does all the was, work no, and Sonic was, is in more danger. That's a lie. Hey, listen up. I can fly away at the hint of danger. At the hint, I'm <laughs> You know away. how many times Tails dies when I play? That's all he does is die. You know what? He comes on the screen and he dies. You're reckless. You know the glitch where he gets stuck in the wall and he can't jump out? Yeah. Yeah. Tra- yeah. Okay, and then great. Also, and then he dies, and then he has to reappear. And he's where... killed me several times. Yes. He's never <laughs> helped me. I don't no, like I'm him. just kidding. Okay, so Alex is trying to give me the, uh, it's the the cask of uh, Monticello. <laughs> <laughs> he's got, wait, no, the cast of, cask of Montiago, the Edgar Allan Poe story where the one person bricks in the other person, mm-hmm. that you're trying to give me a Sega version of that, and you're trying to kill me. I'm Tails now. Who am I? I've been added into this story. You can be that I've been strange. added knuckles. into this story. You can be Knuckles. Well, no, I, well, I was going to say. Well, yeah. no, I was going to say you should be that strange alligator fellow who I never learned the name of, or crocodile. <laughs> no, <laughs> crocodile. <laughs> what are you talking about? He's like, hi, I'm Lightning the Crocodile. I don't know. <laughs> Lightning the Crocodile. <laughs> Come on, you know that doesn't exist. No, there's really? there's a whole there, there bunch are, of characters. Was that the Fox cartoon the that was awful? The Sonic Universe. Oh no, that Fox cartoon of Sonic the Hedgehog. That thing was drawn by. Like eighth graders, <laughs> and it was—you could see the actual pencil, like the graphite lines, and the animation was so bad that it would just skip frames. Yeah. I remember when the when Ugh. the previews for that show first came out, and I was like, "Yes!" I was like, "This is going to be awesome! It's going to capture all the awesomeness of the Sonic universe." And it was 
absolutely dreadful. It was terrible. Um, and I remember Robotnik that. did not have any of his cool gadgets. No. Sonic was not rescuing small woodland creatures. <laughs> no, that yeah. That were half Rob- cyborg. Yeah, Robotnik was a fat louse. <laughs> About that show. Chili uh, dogs, tails. I was in middle school at the time. I'm so sorry. I was <laughs> so into Sonic that I had a Sonic fan club. Did you really? It was me and my friend. We were the two members. And you would draw him, didn't you? Wouldn't you? Oh, I would draw him, yeah. yeah. See, I knew that was coming. But uh, I w- a requirement to be in the club was to watch that cartoon every afternoon. I would never join that club. <laughs> and I would get mad at him if he didn't watch it. <laughs> meanwhile, Did you revoke his membership? <laughs> I was going to say. Meanwhile, he had every right to be mad at you for making him I know. It. Yeah. Uh, it well, what, it, to finish the original story that I was never a part of, but that I imagined myself a part of. It was me you, and a neighbor kid. Right. And we and were you, making up short stories involving Sonic and Tails. But you told me and you played me the tape you guys made, yes. didn't you? Yeah, okay, that's what Played the is. recording and then you inserted yourself into I, the story later on. So uh, let's go ahead and just do a rewrite edit here. I'll be the neighbor kid who is Tails. Uh, there never was a neighbor kid and we'll just retcon that later. No. What happens is, is that they're doing this thing. Yeah. And they're making these little, you know, it's a little story, and it's like, oh, quick, get the rings, and you know, doom, you hear all this stuff, and mm-hmm. the Sega resets. <laughs> so you hear like, quick, oh no, it's a Sega, <laughs> and he goes, oh no, tails, it's the dreaded Sega Suga. <laughs> that really and did happen. We had to improvise on the spot. We were like eight. You know what though? Oh, man. That's solid acting chops. That's a professional right there. Yeah. So anyway. And then you still have to enter the code in so the theme song's playing <laughs> yeah. while you're trying to enter the code to get back to the sound effects board. So that you can <laughs> Totally continue. screwed up the story arc. It's hilarious. So um, all that to say, I think that, you know, that is evidence enough that uh, we are lovers of Sonic. So for me, this is exciting because um, there, I, I am not a big fan of, of most of the 3D stuff that's come out. I've played it, and it just doesn't capture the the gameplay elements of the original Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to see that hopefully they're returning to something that will be um, a, a classic-style game where they can recapture everyone's love for Sonic mm-hmm. because it's kind of waned. They, Sega has run that franchise into the ground. What mm-hmm. platform is it for? Yeah, that's a good question. They haven't released that information yet, but um, it's called Project Needle Mouse. And... Um... That's all we know right now about it. Have you ever seen the movie The Three Amigos? Yes. You know Ned Needlelander? <laughs> I think they should call it Project Needlelander. And have Martin Short is it's Martin Short's face CG on the Sonic. And it's the whole time it's Martin Short and it's Project Needlelander. That's good. How do you feel about that? I'm not very it's not good. much worse than what Sega's done to the franchise lately. <laughs> that would be better, I think, actually. It probably would. You could probably get <clears throat> uh, Steve Martin and Chevy Chase to do a cameo as Knuckles and Tails. <laughs> Chevy Chase would jump at that chance because he is doing nothing else. <laughs> you know what's weird? That man needs money. Hold. <laughs> Steve Martin's the only one that doesn't look older to me. Yeah. yeah well, because he looked that old when he was 25. <laughs> <laughs> he had, like, silver hair in the 60s. <laughs> I know. When he's on the original Saturday Night Live or the 70s or whatever it was. Oh, man, he, he did. He looked old then. Right, so it's like he just, well, he did, he, you know. he Martin he, Short and Chevy Chase, man, yeah. did not age well. Which is weird that you say that about Chevy Chase because I just read a news article. I don't think Martin Short looks bad. I haven't seen him in a long time. The last thing I saw him in was in that like weird made-for-TV movie, like The Magic Kingdom. He was Uncle oh, Jack in Arrested Development. He sure was. 
Yeah, but then <laughs> well, wasn't me. there like makeup and stuff on him and that yeah. role? It's, I don't think he what really looks, looks like. I think they make up him up. Yeah, no, that's what he really looks like. No. That is, he aged. No, I, I was just going to say on Jay Leno recently too. Oh yeah, not Jay Leno. I heard about that. I didn't no, see it was him before on it switched over to Conan. He was on there. Chevy Chase is actually doing a show with someone. I don't know who it is. We should look what that up. It's, show? I don't know. Oh. Why don't you look that up? Well, real hold quick. on. I want to talk about. Oh, this. right, right. I'm sorry. Back to Project Needlelander. <laughs> what I think uh, Sega needs to re- remember about Sonic is that the whole game is not running fast. Those right. were small portions of the game. Most of the game was a lot of jumping, platforming, jumping on springs. It wasn't just a whole run through of a level. That seems to be what they they keep doing now. Yeah, they try to say, look how fast we can process these graphics at which frame rate it's you like just run and run and run. The it's- only part they remember of the original games is the fast running sections, which were only a couple seconds long each. Yeah, and they would and design some levels it. didn't really have any. They were right. mostly just jumping. Yeah. Dodging enemies, you know? Sonic 2 was my favorite. Me yeah, too. that's my favorite. Me too. too. Sonic 3 is a very close second for me, though. It's pretty good because that's when they introduced some of the other... Um, did they introduce Knuckles in that one? No, he's in three. That's, that's what I'm saying. saying. Yeah. Oh yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Sonic three is where they introduce Knuckles. But I, two, when you fight uh, Robotnik at the end, yeah, and Mecha Sonic, yeah, that was that's awesome. good stuff, man. And the, memorize the pattern. We actually, me and a neighbor kid, actually wrote down the pattern that where he jumps and then he does like yeah, because they had a certain pattern that they followed. Which, for the purposes of this podcast, is me. I'm the neighbor kid. We've edited this out. Everyone, please revise your scripts. Can somebody tell me why Dr. Robotnik built a robot of himself with a gut? (laughs) (laughs) If you were going to build like an awesome robot, why would you make it overweight? (laughs) (laughs) That's really true. Like, wouldn't you make it the ideal? Like, that's how I want myself to When is it ever cool to put suspenders on a robot? Put suspenders on a robot. That's never cool. They're not cool that's like so, That's so true. And not only is not that... not cool on a person, let alone a robot. And he Built has, for death. It was a war machine. Can you imagine? And do it in that old voice where he used to talk in the cartoon. He's like, Hello, Sonic. My war machine has suspenders and love handles. <laughs> oh, that man. wasn't love handles. That man, as we know, is a pumpkin on toothpicks. That guy is like a circular ball of artery-clogging fun. Oh, man. His legs would be under immense stress. <laughs> Can you imagine Hold on, the I'm... arthritis medication he has to take? On a real quick side note, remember in the original Sonic where you have to collect all the Chaos Emeralds? Yeah. Yes. How come when you collect all the Chaos Emeralds and you beat him at the end, is he juggling them? No, and he says, try again. He doesn't juggle them. Oh, I, I think Alex all. and I weren't ever good at it. And No, we, I got all the Chaos Emeralds. We'd always emeralds. lose. <laughs> no, I really did. I collected them all. Maybe I cheated to do it. Now that I think about it, I think I, I cheated. Oh, so if you so... if you like skip... The levels, like if you're like transporting from level to level to get all the chaos emeralds, I think uh, that doesn't work. It doesn't work. And he was always you juggling. Them. I always get so mad. Yeah, well, tell me then. But um, um, real quick, what happens at the end of Sonic One? I don't think I ever beat that one. He's in the um, tubes, and he goes like he jumps in. Those. Well, that's the last boss. Yes, that's how you fight Robotnik. Yep. But Sonic just runs. You're talking about the last cutscene? Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. I, I I was unclear because of his thought. What I was saying is is that what happens when you get the Chaos Emeralds? I think it just shows Sonic there, and it says, like, thanks for playing or something like that. Oh, okay, yeah. So it Instead is, of Robotnik. What a terrible payoff. <laughs> That's what for, I'm thinking, because I know in playing, Sonic 2. You're welcome. <laughs> in Sonic 2, you get Super Sonic, which yeah. is yes. really awesome to me. Oh, yeah. So, but uh, anyway, 
um, the thing about this is that, uh, like you're saying, they, the, Sega has turned Sonic into a glorified racing game. It's yeah. pretty much just racing with. I mean, the, even the the 2D games that they put out, like on the DS. Yeah, I haven't played any. And of those. Even well, I have. Uh, even on the Game Boy Advance, it, it's mostly running, especially on the DS. They have a move you can do. So if there is a um, like an enemy in your way, you can do this blast, and you'll just blast right past him and keep running. So you never stop running. You just keep going. It's just like you're just watching a video of him run, basically, oh, that's holding a button fun, down. That's not a fun mechanic. There's no platforming elements. I mean, there is a little, but not overall. Yeah. I mean, it's always... Probably as many platform plat, platforming moments in a D, the DS version as there are running moments in the original game. So they kind of switched it. Oh, they switched it out. Now, define what you mean by a platforming moment, because I think I know what you mean, but... <laughs> Where you have to jump up to on platforms and that are moving use and springs swinging. to get up yeah. higher and gotcha yeah okay that's what i yeah. thought you meant yeah that was the coolest element too whenever you uh roll into a ball and go through like a crazy tunnel mm-hmm. yeah and it would shoot you out somewhere and then you'd yeah that was cool that was the other thing that i didn't really care for in sonic 3 that was weird to me i think my favorite coin collection uh like mini game was the half pipe in sonic 2 you were you'd have to collect the coins that was your it, favorite i think that that was my favorite so in sonic 3 with the strange uh, it was kind of like you see that one's my favorite really the one Sonic three where yeah. you have to hit the blue hit the orbs and make them all right it is as though you're running red. on a horizon yeah and there are all these different colored spheres it's on like tracks quasi 3d yeah and you have to make sure you stay on track to collect the correct ones or you would die yeah so well i mean i have high hopes but um high def that should be pretty cool yeah that's what i'm thinking seeing a sonic yeah. game in high def if it's good i'll be all about it i love it one of my favorite things was the sonic sega cd song sonic boom yeah, yeah. sonic boom and that animation you have know, you ever seen that yeah that is like tops if they made a yeah. cartoon like that where he runs up the you know there's this <laughs> huge it's almost like a flying um like city or something or it looked like an anime right yeah yeah and it, there's this huge chain that's tethering down this flying island and he runs up the chain and the mm. music i mean it was just so awesome to me and that um didn't really that was the best thing about the sega cd version not that it was bad but i was like whoa when i saw that i thought it was i was in for a treat so what i always hear is that the the sonic cd is actually considered the best sonic game wow really yeah. I played it. I didn't have a Sega CD, so I I, get, I bought a disc one time. It was like on it was a discount clearance disc, and I tried it on my computer, and it was just so weird to me. It, it like didn't make sense. There was like it seemed like time traveling elements to it. I didn't understand. Yeah, it. I also thought that um, I felt like it was strange. Plus, I was playing on a keyboard, so well, it's yeah, not quite the same. Gameplay elements aside, as far as control, or, or that's what I'm saying. Control elements aside, the, the game itself I thought was yeah. also strange and. I don't know. I don't know. Well, like I said, I have high hopes but reservations for this, and hopefully they take it back, kind of like what they did with Mega Man 9, Mm -hmm. and just go, hey. Because, I mean, the more I look at simple games, like I made a post, um, and it's uh, the game is called Cannibalt. I don't know. Did you see that? Yeah, I played it. Um, It's just one button, but there's there's a replay value there for me. And I'm like, it's all about the mechanics and the physics and the control. Mm-hmm. And that's what they need to get back to with Sonic, because that's what was fun about it, is, yeah. you know, those elements. So, And the music. The music was really the good. The music was really good. Yeah, the music has not been good recently. Oh, really? Not that I 
during Sonic Track and Field or whatever. Oh, Lord. Oh, man. <laughs> That's awful. <laughs> They've made some really bad well, Sonic should never be in the Olympics. He needs yeah. to save woodland creatures from an And if he goal. is, you don't let him race against people because He'll he should be every time. slower. Yeah. Yeah. I don't understand how he he's can be in a race and not be the, the winner. Unless they throw he's me... He's taking performance-enhancing drugs for hedgehogs. <laughs> Mar- no, Mario's taking performance in it. He's like, <laughs> oh, woohoo! <laughs> how can a fat Italian plumber beat Sonic the Hedgehog? He's there the fastest ways. thing alive. I don't understand. Yeah, unless you make... show me... How can Robot... You could probably win with Robotnik! No. Maybe he's got... Uh, if you can use him in the race, I'm sure you can he win He propels with him. himself with his suspenders. suspenders. I was going to say bionic suspenders. <laughs> oh, yeah. Slingshot Sorry. action. No, I'm not buying that. That makes complete sense. Okay, but as far as suspension of disbelief, I am not ag- I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you. I totally agree that it's ridiculous. Show me that in a cutscene or something that he is um, using cert- like weights on his shoes, like special boots or something like that, that slows him down to normal speed or... Something. Just throw me a nod, and I'll buy it for the sake of playing the game. But don't just ignore it. Yeah. You know, that's kind of that's kind of cheating me, and it's it's making me... We're um, talking about realism in a game where a hedgehog talks and <laughs> saves woodland creatures from Chili dog's right? tails. Maniacal robot scientists. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know? Okay. And, and all of those people putting aside their differences for the Olympics. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> Reminds me Representing much Representing their respective countries. The countries. Oh, man. Yeah, I wonder if Bowser and Robotnik get on well. If they're, if, if, <laughs> I don't know what that means, sir. But <laughs> if they get along, you know, I, I doubt they it. get on famously. Um, so well, anyway, that is it's good to hear about Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, something else I wanted to talk about was the um, the fabled Marvel Disney merger, where Disney bought Marvel. So, of course, you know anyone listening to the podcast. You might be thinking, man, that's all I've heard about for the last couple of weeks. Well, um, I just kind of wanted to go over it and just, you know, as the the news has come out, there's been time enough for um, questions to be raised and then answered officially by Disney or by Marvel. And so I just kind of wanted to recap to see what this means and is it good or is it bad. Firstly, let me get a response from both Jason and Alex. Jason, you first. Did you think that this was good or bad when you first heard about it? I didn't really think of it as good or bad. I just thought it was interesting and different. I would, nobody was expecting it. Yeah, I wasn't expecting it at all. Apparently, like even some of the top people at Disney didn't know anything about it. Only a very few people knew. Wow, they kept it extremely secret. Then. Yeah. What but, about you, Alex? Go ahead. Oh, sorry, I didn't know. I, no, I, did I cut you fine. off? Oh, nope. okay. Go ahead. Here's what I'm gonna say. I love Captain America, and I love Pixar. I never want to see a Pixar Captain America. Really? Yes. Really? Absolutely. Why? Because those things should be kept separate. Really? I, I really love Pixar a lot. Only Captain America, though? Or are you using I, that No, to... I'm using that as an example. Like, yeah. don't use Marvel heroes. I'm not saying the animation, but if I saw, like, a... I don't know. It, it would have to be... I'd have to really be sold on that, because I, I really like gonna, Pixar I think a lot. we are going to see something like that. That's what I'm worried I've about. heard Ant-Man... That, okay. I don't care about Ant-Man, so go ahead. <laughs> so only the characters that you That's care right. about. That's right, and I'm going to write a strongly worded letter to, to Marvel and Disney. Well, the other thing is that I think that... Well, can can they both exist? Can a Pixar movie of the Avengers, totally separately from any motion picture stuff, can that be cool and exist? 
Did you end up watching Ratatouille? I did not. Uh, the most recent Pixar movie out. No, I'm going to get this wrong. Was uh, Wally Pixar? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's the most recent Pixar movie I've watched. Okay, now whether because I was really good. Yeah, I was going to say I, I I fell asleep during the middle of that. <laughs> <laughs> no, listen. No, that's listen. Listen to me. No, no, no. Listen. It will put you to sleep. But okay. if the animation's amazing. Let me just say that is not a, a knock on it. I really enjoyed it. I just saw it. It was the end of a really long day, and I was sitting on oh, a yeah, really that's... comfortable couch with my girlfriend, and I just zonked out. You fall asleep easily. Uh, yeah. yeah, no, yeah. but the movie is not like you know crazy, witty banter dialogue throughout. It's a robot. Yeah, well, it's, on it, different. It's still, he does an interesting Brazier. thing. No, it, yeah, it, exactly. No. But the thing is, though, is that this is to me what I loved about Wally is that it was a return to Pixar's origin, which was Pixar was one of the first companies. If you watch, they have a DVD of all the short films that they did. Um, that you you know you mostly see before their feature films. But um, before that, they were making these films just to discover uh, these 3D computer animations. I mean, this was like when the art form was growing and being made. So you see some of their very, very, very first ones. Mm -hmm. Like when people would go to conventions to see what other people were doing in the world of 3D art to see how, you know, what progress was being made and things like that. Anyway, they were one of the first companies if not arguably the first to have two on-screen 3d rendered objects interact with each other like characters so what i mean is wally was a return to let the motion and the body language of the character tell the story so how do you do that you make two characters that don't um speak fluent english they're more like you know uh sounds and you know things like that but anyway it's um, all well and good but the question is, do we want a Pixar Captain America? And my answer is no. Okay. Why do you keep saying Captain America, though? I'm just using him as an example. Well, how well, about this? Anybody. Just to kind of finish what I was saying, though, is I, I didn't want to slam Wally. I, I just fell asleep. Okay. But fine. it was really good. Hey, get off my back. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you hate no, Wally? No, no. So, so here, much? this is what I'm saying, though. All right. The, like the, the animation look and the design work in both Ratatouille and Wally were beyond exceptional to me. Oh, yeah. So, it's funny that you say Captain America over and over because there is a... Um, and I was going to post this com- in the coming week. There was a Photoshopping contest on the website worth1000.com, mm-hmm. and it's like a picture's worth a thousand words, but it was Disney mashups, like um, Marvel and Disney. Now, we've seen tons of those, but these are actually um, full-color renditions. They're not just sketches. And one of them is Mr. Incredible running down a hallway, and they photoshopped a Captain America costume on him. And so, oh, really? Yeah, and it looks really good because he's got the blonde hair, and he's, well, you know, he's got this okay. great job. Let me re- uh, rectify my statement here. Independent of a movie, I wouldn't want it in place of live action. No, that's what I'm saying. Can't we be excited but, that now that they can exist separately from each other? But they're like, are they going to be family films? You know what I'm saying? Some of that... But we still have, like, the Dark Knight, but also, you know, Batman animated movies. Like, or Batman. Right, but those were all serious, though. They weren't, like, fun-loving Yeah, but they're still family-friendly. Have you ever seen the cartoon Batman the Brave and the Bold? I have not. Okay. um, I love it. It's got a lot of that fun-loving kind of craziness in there, especially the episode with Batman. Batman. Yeah, it's a little more Adam West Batman. Anyway, I understand what you're saying because it seems like... How can these companies have these different character basins and not eventually start mixing them to where 
hmm, let's just do this instead of this. And so you want to make sure that this is adding to, not taking away from. Like other yeah, I don't want them devoting all their time to a, like, I love the movie The Incredibles. But if they were developing a Avengers movie that looked like The Incredibles, I wouldn't want it to take away from the actual Avengers movie being made. That's going to be awesome. Or so we hope. Yeah, no. And one thing that does So you wouldn't me... want an, an animated feature to stop production of a live action feature? I think so. But, and that's not that but I'm if they were both produced, that's fine. Yes, but you're going to have to... I mean, who is... Are two different... I guess two different... I mean, Marvel... Would Marvel really be working on a Pixar? No, Pixar would be working on a Pixar, but now exactly. Pixar... So Pixar has the licensing rights to work with any Marvel character they want at all. Right. Is that true? Well, except for um, Fox owns Wolverine, Spider-Man, and the Fantastic Four. Doesn't Fox have the X-Men? X-Men, correct. I'm sorry, I said Wolverine, but yeah, X-Men. Now... Which the, is which okay. is why they're rebooting the Fantastic Four, by the way, because the clause is that as long as they continue to make films, they'll retain the rights. Mm-hmm. So that's why they, they gonna, they're going to recast it. They're rebooting it. Yeah, they're rebooting the Fantastic Four. That's interesting. Yeah, it's interesting, but it's exciting to me. They're recasting w- it. I am imagining yes. They need to. Um, so anyway, um, that's a whole other thing. I think the first ones weren't awful. I was like, all right, but they weren't the caliber of say an Iron Man when they could be. If you tell the right story and you cast the right people and you do it right, those characters are just as engaging and can be just as good, I believe, as some of the ones we've seen on screen now if you just find their story. Well, so just to kind of to touch on, Alex, what you're talking about, something that has been really great for this, uh, for all of the Marvel films that have come out, Iron Man, you know, you and I both love Iron Man, is that they've had autonomy... And the team behind Iron Man and the Incredible Hulk and the upcoming Thor and Captain America, they have enjoyed the fact that they're financing their own movies, so they've basically been their own boss, and so they don't have to uh, go through a like a they don't have to go through a gauntlet of studio lackeys to make these movies. Right, they get to just do whatever they want. So the question is, will that remain? Will that remain? Well, one thing that gave me hope is that I know Universal probably. I know they freaked out a little bit, or people freaked out a little bit because they were like, "Well, what about Islands of Adventure?" Yeah, and did, did, they get did you hear an answer to that? Licensing. That's what I'm saying. No, I was just about to say they actually, basically, Disney was like, "There, you know, that every any existing contract in place is going to stay." Yeah, as right. long as they um, follow the guidelines of their contract and keep paying. Right. Then they can keep those characters. Right. Well, well that's why fun. they're they're going to send ski masked people with mouse ears <laughs> to burn that mother down. Because in the clause, it down at the bottom, it says, "Unless a vicious fire were to take the entire park out all at once." And you're going to see. I'm talking the most stout, stalwart assassin men. I mean, just decked out with camo and the ridiculous eyepieces and everything like that. And they're going to have mouse ears on with. Uh, the little uh, wire microphone that comes down. Yeah. Yep. And they'll all have code names. Huey, this is Dewey. Come in, Louie. <laughs> oh, no. Uncle Scrooge is in the nest. <laughs> Take out me money bin. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> Uncle Donald, do we have permission to use the number one dime? I repeat, Uncle Donald, do we have permission to use the number one dime? <laughs> Where the number one dime C takes the place of a secret weapon. 
So anyway, I don't know if, if anyone heard that peaking on the podcast. That was Jason hitting a wall <laughs> in joy. With glee. Yes. With glee. So anyway, all that to say that, yes, according the to that. Magic of the spell and Mrs. Peace. <laughs> <laughs> Great show. Well, there. DuckTales is fantastic. The idea, though, is that what if... Okay, just to throw that out there, just because I'm thinking of it, what would you like to see a reimagining of DuckTales done by Pixar? Wouldn't that be awesome? Yes. Wouldn't that be incredible? Yes. No, that'd be cool. I'd be I, right they that. so need to bring back Scrooge McDuck, because he's my favorite character. He's your favorite mm-hmm. Disney character. Yes. <laughs> you never see him anywhere. The only place I ever see him... Is in the world of Disney store at Downtown Disney. They sell this little chest with the little uh, chocolate coins. Yeah. With the ten yeah. on them, they have different characters. There's one of Scrooge. Oh, gotcha. That's the only place I have ever seen him in Disney. You know who I want them to bring back? Who? Bubba the Caveman from the Disney uh, Ducktales movie. <laughs> Why don't you stop? I it? will stop. I'm just kidding. I don't think he was Bubba. in the movie, was he? Oh, maybe he was not. In the series. Oh, he was in the series. Wow. He's a cave duck. But all that to say that. I would like to see them bring back Scrooge McDuck. I think he's a great character. He is in Kingdom Hearts 2, and he he does not have a voice actor. Anytime he speaks, there it's just text. Do you think that his voice actor has passed away? That's, There's got to be someone who possible. can at least yeah, impersonate him. They can yeah, I was going to say. Somebody else to do the voice easily, I'm sure. Hmm. Do you realize that that Sad also means me. that there could be... Um, well, I don't know if I'm excited about that, but there could be... Like, that wouldn't make any sense. Never mind. I was going to say Marvel <laughs> Disney video game crossovers, but I think that could be kind of goofy. Yeah. No pun intended. Oh. oh man, that's ridiculous. <laughs> cheek. But um, what I was going to say is that I wonder if Disney is concocting a way to get out of that, even though they're saying it to the public. Hey, you know, don't worry, Universal, but in the back of the head, you're like, okay, find a loophole in that contract. Man, I hope not, because I love that Spider-Man ride. But aren't they going to get... No, they don't get any money off that, then. Well, no, it's a contract with Marvel, so they're going to... Disney will ultimately make money off that. I I do believe that they would have a contracting... Yeah, I'm sure that it's licensing every year. Like, they have to renew the contract and pay for the licensing rights. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I bet they pay a buttload in licensing fees. Oh, yeah, I bet they do for that fake-looking, foamy-chested Captain America. <laughs> that's sad. Yeah. Anyway, um, so that's one question that was raised, is that, you know, what happens to Universal's Islands of Adventure? Because it's, an, a, it, you know, considered a direct competitor. That's why I'm not too worried about them interfering with the Marvel movie projects, because I think they're going to... They know they made money. So it's not like Disney's going to come in. They, I mean, I think they're smart enough. Disney knows how to make money. If they're, any, if they're good at anything, they know how to make things that huh. will generate a lot of revenue, and not just because... But without, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, without yeah. getting rid of things that people like. Well, like I agree. Fox doesn't know how to do that. No. They like to defecate all over my childhood dreams. <laughs> they do. I love the fact that there's sorry, a... sorry. That we'll know on that post where uh, Hitler sees the Avatar trailer. <laughs> it says one of the things. He goes, well, Fox, they want to put a bat cape and web shooters on Wolverine. <laughs> they want to they put do. a bat cape and web shooters on Wolverine. Because they have executives that have no idea... No, at they, the fan level, what is good? Well, yeah, they don't understand what we love about those characters. They just want to make money. And so. make toys and such and such. So, well, anyway, something that uh, I wanted to ask you guys. Okay, because this does tie in. Alex, do, do you watch ESPN at all? Uh, all the time. All the time. Absolutely. Do you, you know, would you consider them um, a high-quality resource for sports and for things sports? like that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, did you know that Disney owns ESPN? 
I did not know that. So they know quality. Quality. Yeah. And they say, okay, they, they want to acquire things, I don't believe, to assimilate them into what we consider as Walt Disney World. Yeah. They want to True. acquire things and say, okay, there's a market here. We're reaching a demographic, and we can use our channels of distribution and marketing to make this larger than it is, but let's leave it at, at its essence. Mm-hmm. I think the thing that makes some people uh, a little leery of what's going on now is that this is the first time it's been character and character like it's like oh okay these are intellectual properties that are characters so they're thinking oh okay well what does disney do best cartoons um you know movies those kinds of things so i think they're gonna go oh no they're gonna disney you know disneyfy them mm-hmm. but i don't believe that that's what's gonna happen um, well cause disney also owns a, like several movie yeah studios that make Movies that have nothing to do with yeah, yeah they own Disney characters. Uh, Touchstone, Miramax, right? You know, so they also own Hollywood Records. Yep. You know, none of these things are blatant Disney, where it's like, oh yeah, that's got the Disney stamp all over it. Um, I think that the people who made this decision for billions and billions of dollars, Man. I think what was it, four billion dollars? Yeah. That's making this decision, they think, okay, the reason why Marvel is making money is this. I don't believe that they're going to go in and try to change how Marvel is making money. I think they're going to try to exponentially increase the distribution channels and the opportunities for them to make money. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Can you fathom $4 billion? No. I mean, I tried. I was really thinking about it. And I just I did, thought, I did the, we did the math on uh, three point, I think it was $3.6 billion that we were talking about a business venture, and you would literally have to spend eighty grand a month for a thousand years huh. to get rid of the money, man, to run through three point six billion. Wow, and eighty grand a month. Well, which just goes to show you, though, if if a deal can be inked for that much, how much revenue must be coming in overall for these properties and the things tied to them? Like, of course, we see the box office for Iron Man is astronomical, but that is not including DVD sales or toy sales or uh, licensing for that particular movie, Iron Man, or Toys. Um, yeah, toys. The um, eventual uh, runoff onto Eye Control, where you know you rent it with Directv. There's still money made from that, and then there's still money made from uh, like the TNT network premiere of Iron Man. Like there's still yep. money all the way down up until it's premiered on like ABC presents Iron Man over the Labor Day weekend. You know, so it's interesting that you can take all of that and say, sit down and go, yeah, that's a company worth four billion. It's like I wonder what numbers they're dealing with on a on a daily basis. Yeah. So, um, somebody's getting rich. Somebody is getting rich. <laughs> Disney. So, I can tell you that two things that I've loved since I was a kid are Disney and Marvel Comics. So, to me, when I heard about it, I was like, "Oh no!" But then when I really thought about it, I was like, "Hmm." I've really loved both of those things since I was a kid. So why would I be upset about this? You know, so um, time will tell. Time will tell, and that's the truth. And um, because Disney's smart too, so if they release something and it, if they see a huge backlash, they'll be like, "Oops." <laughs> well, uh... see, and that's you know what I got to tell you. That's the one thing I am concerned about is that I don't think that Marvel's going to have the full autonomy they have with their films now. I think there's still going to be someone overlooking it, going, uh, "What are you doing?" <laughs> just tell us what you're doing. I mean, now, so far, I mean, I could be way off. the production but, end? Like the executive production end? I just think that before they make decisions, there's going to be someone involved going, okay, are we are we maximizing on how much money we can make? 
which is might not be a bad thing. No. We don't know. We're going to see, though. <laughs> mm-hmm. In other words, do you think that it's a coincidence? Because I don't think John Favreau was sitting around going, hey, uh, let's make it. Because, Alex, you brought a new story about how they're potentially making Iron Man 2 in 3D. Mm-hmm. I don't think that has anything to do with what John Favreau's vision was for Iron Man, personally. I think Disney said, you know, this 3D thing is working out really well for us. It's adding this much to our box office receipts. Um, that Iron Man movie you're making, can we make it 3D? Well, they also looked at a minute. I read online they looked at a minute of the footage from the movie. Who did? And, uh, like, the execs did. Oh, I think it, I don't think it was Disney. I think it was, like... The production team oh, for okay. Iron Man okay, 2. Okay, so the, okay. They, they watched it, and they were like, oh, wow, this could be pretty cool. But because it's not in 3D format, it's something ridiculous. It, it costs a lot of money, so they're like shopping around different companies to find out, to get the best price, basically, of how much it would cost to convert the entire movie to 3D. Huh. Right. Now, so there would still be... I mean, the movie itself, as it exists right now, I'm sure it's not done, obviously, but... It probably there'll probably be a version that's not 3D. It wasn't filmed in 3D. It would have to be converted gotcha. to it. I was just gonna say, if you had a choice, would you go see it in 3D or not? I'd see it both. I think it'd be awesome. Because I would, I, yeah, I would, I would be. Curious. Depends on the type of 3D. Because I've seen really bad 3D and I've seen really yeah. good 3D. That's what I'd be worried about. Honestly, I think I'd probably go not 3D first. I'd just yeah. go and see it regularly, yeah, I agree and then with that. just because it's just a risk if it's not designed to be made in 3D. I just feel like it wouldn't be as organic, and there wouldn't be as many. <laughs> Imagine things. Tony Stark like holding out his coffee, like <laughs> yeah, that's what 3D I mean. effect. That's what I mean. I don't want any of that. This and coffee I... is grand, and he's holding his arm. <laughs> Ta-da. No whiplash. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Come out and hit you. It's like Muppet Vision. Yeah. Your your seats vibrate when he when he lashes his whips. Well, I just. I feel like, too, if it wasn't designed organically from the beginning of production to have the 3D element, it could also be like, hmm, what do we need to make 3D in this scene? And they're, like, pulling things out. Right. So, yeah. I don't know. I guess only time will tell with that one, too. But uh, so, I yeah. think the Avatar will be neat 3D. That will be that'll probably be, like, the best 3D you've ever seen. Yeah, I hope so. Not I, CG, 3D. <laughs> right. Let me clarify that. Not the best CG you've ever seen. But the best but 3D. But probably, probably some of the better 3D mm-hmm. yeah. that you've... Uh, that you've seen. I was thinking about this the other day. Um, what if you went back to your 95 self <laughs> and told yourself that in 2009, Disney was going to own Marvel? <laughs> I'd probably go, yeah, right. You know what I'd do? I was in the seventh grade. I would pull a Doc Brown. I'd go, Ronald Reagan, the actor? <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. That's what I do. Shot the like, back over a matter of eighty dollars. <laughs> what kind of a future do you call that? You know, yeah. I'd be like, "What?" And I wouldn't imagine it uh, properly either, because we would not have seen yet the um, the films. Mm-hmm. We'd still be stuck with the crummy Fantastic Four that was like awful. You can buy a bootleg, and then like <laughs> Spider Man, where he throws a cargo net and he's got like a cigarette in his hand. It's like <laughs> he does Italian Spider Man, Italian Spider Man. So yeah. I, I think I. Would, what would you say? If future you came back i don't know i don't i don't know I, well here's the thing there weren't a lot of pixar movies that you're still living in the in, in the mid 90s yeah. you're still living in the golden age of like aladdin uh beauty and the beast yeah, be those kind of more yeah i'd be like movies. so oh, no you wouldn't be th- yeah you might be thinking oh because those movies are really good yeah and yes sure. i just said that beauty and the beast is a really good movie it is a fantastic that's movie. my favorite disney film there you go 
All right, you don't have then. to justify it. My Rick favorite Grown is. Men just said it. Hey, no, okay. well, no, it's not my favorite. The Emperor's New Groove is my favorite, actually. Really? Yeah. That is really funny. I just crack up at that so, so <laughs> but much. But if you were, yeah, if mid-90s, you would probably be, like, thinking of, you, those are the references you would have. You wouldn't have, like, the Toy Story, those kind of, even, I mean, this isn't Pixar, but even, like, the animation from, like, Kung Fu Panda. You wouldn't have those references in your head. You'd, yeah. you'd be thinking old-school animation. I mean, Disney fired their animation department. Yeah. So, as far as like the hand drawn animation, so you'd be still thinking along those lines. I think that would probably change a lot. I don't know if I'd be too excited about that. Yeah, I probably wouldn't either. But I'd be in the seventh grade. What do I care? Yeah. Would you be back there making Sega Suga videos? <laughs> or, no, not videos, little audio adventures. So, just, well, what was what I was thinking about when I said video adventures was I actually was thinking about the uh, did you hear this that they're going to put a um, a video ad in magazines now well a, they're going to do a test run on September 18th a video ad singular yes. in a magazine uh, which is Entertainment Weekly and they're going to do a distribution to New York and LA to see how this works okay uh, so what do you think about that I think it's a waste why Prince is dying. Okay. So, man, a few words. <laughs> well, no, I. You know what? What's funny about that is I that don't understand what it's supposed to do. What it? Why? What is it for? It's people for their, watch ads on the internet all day long. Why? It's because they know the they're magazine? dying. They. Uh, why? But why would a, a video ad save a magazine? Somebody's gonna buy a magazine because it has a video ad in it. Maybe the first one. Now, it's not going to save a magazine. I'm just answering out loud because perhaps the idea that you're going to collect the first video ad in a magazine, it's like, oh, neat. You know what I mean? But that's, I think, an ineffective way to advertise. What do you think, Alex? Let me throw this out there. When I read a magazine, if I've... I usually flip through magazines. I think most people do. And they're like, oh, you know, and they'll... If they see an article on the front that they want to read, they'll flip to that magazine. Yeah. I skip ads that are printed. Yeah. I don't think I'm an, and I, you know, when I uh, DVR shows, I skip the commercials. I'm not going to stop, except like you said, the first time maybe to see. Oh, this is cool, but I'm not. After that, the surprise factor is completely gone. The wow factor. I'm not going to stop on a page and watch a commercial. I think it's just going to be annoying after the first time. Yeah, even right. after the first magazine, you're not. Does it have audio? You're gonna try to skip those two pages so it doesn't open up and play. <laughs> it's gonna be like those those Hallmark cards that play the most annoying Miley yeah. Cyrus song. It's so funny that you, you say that, and it's you're so... like, "God, I hate this card." <laughs> no, that's so funny that you say that. I was gonna ask you to get me one of those. <laughs> no, I got it. Happy it's... birthday from Miley Cyrus. <laughs> I just stuttered when no. Oh, she's just being Miley. No, I was just. Gonna... <laughs> No, I was going to say it's actually based on the same uh, technology from what I was reading is that it's a, So it has uh, audio. Um, it's funny that you say that. I don't that's know even more sure. annoying. Yeah, no, I think it well, would. Well, yeah, be. that's what I was saying. It's 2.7 milliliters thick or I actually I, so You're going to be in a barbershop and the manager's going to be screaming, "Somebody shut that magazine." <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. In doctors' offices across America, we're going to hear several video ads going at the oh, same time. Gosh. But um, it's 2.7 milliliters, millimeters thick, or as I would say it thin, 2.7 millimeters thin. It's got a 320 by 240 resolution, 
and it says the battery lasts for like 70 minutes and can be recharged. Who is going to recharge their A magazine. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, this is bad. Honey, can you recharge my magazines? <laughs> I read, too, that it's going to cost a ton of money to do it, too, yeah. in yeah. high circulation. Because right now, I think the average cost, does it have the average cost in that article? I think it's like 20 cents or something like that. It's something very low because they do it in mass. But it's it's something upwards to seven figures, they said, to produce a mass amount of these magazines that have video ads. They're just trying to compete with digital media, and it's not going to work. Yeah. Print media is on the way out the door. Yeah, you know what this is opinion. the equivalent of? It'd be like if I was like, <laughs> you can take a magazine digitally, like it's a digital magazine or a website even, and it's like, print these new advertisements. It's like trying to cross one medium with the other. He makes a very good point. It's trying to take digital media and cross it into magazines. I think it's as effective as if I was like, now from your web browser, just hit print and you'll get the latest ads directly to your printer machine. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I just I know there was a uh, there was a magazine I actually saw online that was in PDF format. Sure. Which was fine because PDF has a high resolution. So. Oh, sure. And they're actually a, a regular magazine. So that was cool. You could like flip the pages and stuff. But. I, I think going from video to paper is just a bad idea. Yeah, it's, it does not. It's they're not going to sell anymore. No one's going to want to. I mean, the only reason I can see where they make money, and I read in the article that it um, companies like Pepsi or Coke maybe be like, "Oh, we want to get in on this. We'll pay more ad revenue than they would normally for a print page because it's going to be a video ad." Right. But I don't see it. I don't see long term viability or profitability for. The magazine news. It's definitely not going to save them. I don't think it's going to save them because, okay, this is what you have to remember. A magazine sells its audience to advertisers. So Entertainment Weekly, they're actually a pretty good magazine, and they have a pretty high circulation. All, you know, And I, that's a magazine that um, I don't have a subscription to it anymore. What is but it? Entertainment Weekly. Oh. But it's one where when I am getting subscriptions to magazines, I mean, it simply was just some budget cuts. I was like, all right, what can I cut out of my budget? And one of them was magazines. But if, if, if that was something I had uh, finances to use on at the time, I would subscribe to Entertainment Weekly. Anyway, a magazine is selling its audience. The advertisers are not going to the magazines anymore because they think that it's ineffective and it's not trackable. You can't track a magazine ad. You can track a digital ad. You can see how many people clicked on it, what your right. conversion rate was and everything. You can't do that. Um, gone are the days where you just put a scattershot marketing effort out and see you know who calls you. Now it's like I want to track it. I want to trace everything. Yeah. Even in print ads, there are codes. You know, use this promotion code so they know which magazine, which ad, what month it ran, and all that. Mm-hmm. So the revenue generated from this, it, I honestly think that this is a bid from magazine companies to say, hey, okay, okay, um, here's what we're going to do. So advertisers will advertise with us again. And I think that, like what you're saying is that when you said it was $0.20 cents a page, you mean for the magazine to print? I'm, I meant, I thought I read, and maybe I read the, misread this, but I thought it was, no, 20 cents an issue to print. That's what the cost was when you broke it down on a mass scale. Oh, it, it could very well be. And then you're saying, because that makes sense. Because when you're talking about this, like we had advertisers at a place I used to work at. I used to work with print media. And you have advertisers who want to do things like, okay, we want to put a CD in there. There are so many things that go into that because you still have to print the magazine and bind it together and there's certain signatures and stuff that it has to go in in eight-page blocks and all this kind of stuff. And it's difficult. So I can only imagine, and I think you're probably right, between, um, you know, I don't know, did you say seven figures or six figures? Seven figures it's going to cost to put it out. And here's what I'm saying. I think a good idea would be to do – what magazine is it being piloted in? Uh, Entertainment Weekly. 
this is what you do right here. You take, you say, and you build up a buzz by saying we're going to have a special. I, I think I don't know. It seems like a good idea. Uh, new movie trailers in a entertainment week. I'll make it exclusive. Exclusive, and it's only like a special issue. Then you generate buzz, and you might actually recoup your costs. Plus, you have these movie studios paying you money because you're going to release trailers in a magazine. So you know that that would be I so go you out open and find up, that magazine. So you're like, okay, the new trailer for this or whatever. Now, the technology may not be there to where it's it may be annoying to watch the trailer on that because I mean you can watch a high def trailer on on uh, on the internet. Yeah. But maybe something like that would be more. But I can't see it being long term. Every issue having video ads, it just seems like they're gonna lose a a lot of money yeah on and it. this is how i see i it wouldn't too. buy it for that i don't <laughs> read magazines much anyways but maybe that's why they're <laughs> well yeah a lot of people are like hey, I don't exactly read they're like yeah yeah here's <laughs> what i think would happen with this ad if if and when i see it it's about their fall tv lineup i think it's gonna be funny because i'll be like oh wow how does this work the ads are playing away and it's just a roaring and it's doing its thing and i'm not paying attention at all to what it's saying to me i'm more paying attention to how it's working and looking at the video quality and i'm like whoa this is awesome I think that's it. I'll be like, yeah, it was co-. And I would describe to people how it worked and was it cool. I wouldn't even go, yeah, can you believe what CBS's fall lineup is? You know what I mean? Like, I yeah. think that I'm going to be... I didn't know I needed toothpaste that much. <laughs> Crest total whitening. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like, wow. So, I don't know. I think that... I think we hit the nail on the head that it's a dying medium and that this is a last gasp of, well, what if we take what's good about that digital medium and put it here in print and it's just so ineffective on a cost scale yeah a lot of more well go ahead i don't see what's so fascinating about it we have this kind of technology these days it's very common it's not something well just because they're putting it in a magazine that's not such a big thing i can go with my iphone and do you know watch any video i want anywhere i am now yeah i guess i mean a magazine page is not that thick no and I know this screen's not very... I know they made it pretty small, but how... I mean, is it... I mean, have you ever picked up, like, something that's on top of a magazine page and, like, you feel the weight of it? Yeah. So, I mean, how is this going to feel like... I mean, is it going to make the magazine... It'll when prob- you close it, is it going to... I mean, is it oh, sure. truly flat? I mean, It'll I, probably be, like, a cologne sample or... Right, some a other. CD I've seen some, inside a magazine. Or a CD. That's true, yeah. yeah. I've seen some creative... Uh, actually, my girlfriend gets... Uh, um. It's a magazine that did a an insert, and it was a a makeup company, and they had a half half of the page. It was a full page advertisement, and the top half was the words, and then like a um, like a woman's face, and it was just like you know which makeup are you? And at the bottom, it were there were pull tabs, and you could pull all the different colors and try a one serving quote unquote size sample of each makeup color to match it with your skin tone, so you could then go to the store and buy that one. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, gobs of market research goes into that. I mean, when you make an ad that expen- – I can only imagine how expensive it was to make this ad and then send it out in a bunch of magazines. But that comes from market research, which is – I say that to try to answer the question of, like, why and what's the point. Market research must have showed that one of the things that these women – one of the reasons why women weren't buying their makeup was because – they didn't want to spend that much money and then get the wrong shade and then have to bring it back. So they're like, all right, this is how we'll fight that. Boom. Find out what shade you are for free. Go buy the right one. Maybe they've done market research, and even though it's probably not going to help as much, companies have said, 
um, you know, hey, look, magazine XYZ, you know, Entertainment Weekly, um, people who are reading your magazine, yeah, we want to reach them, but frankly, a lot of them are saying that, you know, when we ask them if they noticed our ad, they're saying no. They're saying they're boring. They flip past them like what Alex was saying. Mm-hmm. So this is a, okay, well, what can we do? Well, let's do something crazy and put video in there. You know, this is them trying to respond to a digital age. But why doesn't somebody tell them that's not a good idea? <laughs> <laughs> We're doing it now. This is an open letter to Entertainment <laughs> Weekly. <clears throat> Alex, dictate this down. I like when people take dictation. To me, I see, okay, you know when you go to a website and that, it, you know, that stupid, not a pop-up ad, but that one that, like, takes up the whole screen now that flies out of the banner yeah. congratulations no i'm kidding no 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 the one, <laughs> oh lord no the one that flies out of the banner and it's like some and then it goes back yeah, after it's, it's done it's, that's actually called I'm, a rollover ad yeah and i i couldn't remember one rollover ad i'm always trying to close out of those things because they're the most obnoxious things so having a magazine full of uh visually you know just a bunch of audio when you're open up i don't know it just seems like it would be more it's of a nuisance it's gonna yeah. be obnoxious and people are gonna be like opening up going oh great here people comes don't the like ad. ads anyway so unless you can actually physically stop it did they say that there's like a medium where you can actually stop the ad from playing no i, well, I, I didn't out. see it yeah throw it away <laughs> oh wow be man. playing in the dump <laughs> it'll be playing in the dump I oh just, man, the homeless people are going to know what's going on on CBS. <laughs> Plus, this fall. What triggers it to play? <laughs> yeah. Wow, I didn't know the CBS fall lineup yeah. was so great. <laughs> we got to steal ourselves a TV. Anyway. I sleep in a box. Yeah, we don't have that well, anyway. Um, what I was going to say is I'm that on TV, based on the uh, <laughs> the way that it was talking about how it's based on the technology of the greeting cards, I would imagine that there's a sensor that when the page opens, it plays. Yeah. But what's what's the definition of a page opening? Same like, thing with the card. A, like, uh, I'm not exactly sure how it when works. When you open but to that page. Like, maybe a pull tab or whatever whatever an electronic card uses when you open it up. The reason why there aren't but a, a bunch of cards. electronic card doesn't have enough, a, a ton of pages. That's what I'm saying. I, I see there being, I, I mean, unless they've tested it. Oh, I'm sure. There could be issues. Before they spent this much money, I'm sure they've... T- oh, well, man. That's I'm excited cool. to see. I'm sure when it comes out... Oh, yeah. I'll, see, I'll look at it. I'll be like, oh, that's neat. Well, and, and how I'll I ever buy <laughs> your yeah. products because I don't... <laughs> How ironic is this? Is it true irony? I Oh, this is true irony. I am going to watch a video of someone telling me how the video ad is in the magazine. I'm not going to get that magazine because it's in New York and L.A. and then certain subscribers You're going to watch gonna a review it. of yeah, the video? Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to, on YouTube, someone's going to be like, here's the new video ad. And I'm going to watch a video online of their magazine with a video ad in it. I'm probably never going to see the ad itself. Yeah, I would watch that. Yeah, that's irony. <laughs> Unless I just... Found the mag. I wouldn't actually buy the magazine. Like if it was in a, like you said, a doctor's office or something, where uh, I, I might pick it up and be, oh, it's one of those new video ads. But turn back now, yeah. print media. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. All right, now we're going to actually stop the show for a moment. We're going to do something we've never done on the show before. Uh, so we're going to stop it, and we'll be right back. <laughs> Okay, we're back, and actually, uh, what we're going to do here is uh, we're going to do a blind taste test. I just recently was on a trip to Indiana, and one of the things that they do in Indiana is grow their own food, and the place where I was at, um, we went and visited my girlfriend's, uh, his uncle, or her uncle, and 
uh, her aunt, and um, her aunt makes homemade salsa. So this is salsa that was grown, made, and canned from fresh ingredients, completely 100%. Now Alex is sitting right next to me with a blindfold on. He can't see a single thing. I want to see if there is any difference to Alex, if he can taste which one is from Indiana and which one tastes better. So sitting in front of Alex, there are two bowls of salsa. So what I'm going to do is I am actually going to take a chip. I'm going to put some of one salsa on. I'm going to give it to him. I'm going to take another chip. I'm going to put the salsa on and give it to him. I don't want him to unblindfold himself and actually look because I think that if he sees the consistency of the salsa, he might be able to see it and recognize it. So Now, one has poison. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> one has pit viper venom. <laughs> That's what they do in Indiana. Hey. Um, the other has cyanide. All right. Um, so you're going to hear uh, the bag the, crinkling the pit here. pit viper venom will make me strong as an ox. <laughs> it's a saying in Indiana. <laughs> Uh, that's that's really funny to me. That's okay. good. This is uh, salsa number one. Wait, I don't know where it's coming from, so this is going to be a little awkward. All right, Jason, just like we planned, throw the salsa at him. <laughs> it's burning. I just, whoonk, I throw it. No, how do you I, want me to do this here? I want to throw a salsa chip like a Chinese star and have it stick in your forehead, but that's not going to happen. I'm glad. All right, ready? Here, open your mouth. Oh, you're going to stick it right in? Yep. Oh, jeez. Oh god! Oh, no. You got it away. <laughs> okay. You, you did you stop that? No. Oh jeez. No, I'm not stopping it. We're 12 years old. Okay. Don't judge us. You're laughing. Already? Yep. All right. <laughs> oh god. Open oh, wider. <laughs> Alright, good. Bye. Okay, that was salsa one. Not bad. Okay. Now on the way over here, <laughs> what you don't know is I actually had <laughs> I actually had Alex buy the store bought salsa and the chips. <laughs> so he actually funded this experiment without knowing why. <laughs> I didn't tell him that I had uh salsa from Indiana. Okay. This is salsa two. Okay. <laughs> Ready? That's oh. so weird. Open wide. Okay, so you just tried salsa one, and then you tried salsa two. Now, um, I guess if I was a good podcast host, I'd have a series of questions prepared and probably <laughs> something to write them down on. But that's tough. Based on what you tasted, would you say that the first or the second one? was the homemade salsa from Indiana. Well, wait. I'm going to go back on that. If you had to pick which one you liked more, like, yeah, I would buy some of that. Would you say the first one or the second one, or there's no difference? Like, which um, one would you like to enjoy, sit down, say, yeah, I want to have some salsa? Uh, the, I think the second one wasn't as salty. I like that a little better. Okay. Now, which one do you think was from Indiana? The second one. Okay, now <laughs> go ahead and Blow take your plans to heck. No, 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 no. Oh, take okay. take the blindfold off. All right, now look and you tell me. This is the first one. Where are my clothes? This is the second one. 
really, guys? Where are they? <laughs> no, be a part of your experiment anymore. Um, am I guessing? What am I guessing? You're at? guessing which one you think is the, uh, which one was the first one, and which one was the second one. This was the first one. This was the second one. Okay, so far, <laughs> you're 100 percent wrong. Yeah. Am I really? You're 100 percent wrong. Wow. This is the okay. Salsa number one was a salsa from Indiana. It was. It was. Oh, it was saltier than I was expecting. I thought um, the store store brand would be saltier. And then salsa number two hmm. was the store bought salsa. Now, this one was spicier. Okay, the, so the, uh, sorry, the, I'm pointing at the the store bought the store bought salsa was mm-hmm. spicier. The thing I I think that the um, the Indiana salsa might have been saltier because it's cured. They did it in a uh, like a ball jar, like they actually cured it for the winter. Mm-hmm. I mean, and so it probably has to last, which to keep it that way. Um, did I just destroy your girlfriend's family's heritage? No, <laughs> okay, I, I, I. Oh man, I don't know if I should say this because my girlfriend might hear it. Because I loved her family; it was fantastic. I was just going to say, and I, I mean, it is what it is. <laughs> I don't think any of them are going to jump on iTunes and hear this podcast. Let's just put it that way. If that makes any kind of sense, they will. You know, uh, you don't eat salsa, do you, Jason? I have. I just, I mean, it's okay tasting. I just don't usually. I haven't eat. tasted it yet. I'm going to taste it. This is Indiana salsa. It's very tomatoey, and let me tell you something. It really is, and I noticed that when I smelled it when I opened it up. I thought it tastes like if it tastes like it smells, it's going to be more of a tomato sauce than a salsa. Huh. Mm-hmm. That's what it tastes really, like. Really, really good. It's good. Um, that salsa that I have at my house. Uh oh. Yeah, that, that smoked chipotle. That's the jam. Homemade, man. Mm-hmm. Not by me, because it wouldn't be good if it was. He makes his employees make it for him. It's a guy, mm-hmm. by the way. Um. <laughs> Anyway, funny story about the salsa. I'm thinking, they, on an airplane, don't let you take anything that's fluid above three ounces. Mm-hmm. So I have the choice of dividing this into, like, four small soapy shampoo bottles and trying to smuggle it through, or... <laughs> he had Alex drop salsa on his pants. Dang it. Or I can um, just try to bring this jar and stick it in my bag... That has all of my like toiletries, like my toothpaste, mm-hmm. my cologne, all that stuff. And I was like, all right, cool. So I think I'm slick. I stick it in there, and I jam it real deep under and everything. Well, when you know it, my bag goes through the x-ray. They go, sir, we need you to step over to the side here. And I was like, oh, man, what it's is in there? It's always you, Tim. I know. Everything. It's I know. He's got you. a salsa container with a wick coming out of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I had, a, I had a salsa container with a gun in it. <laughs> No, I'm kidding. I didn't know that. homemade salsa. They're like, this is what gives it flavor is gun oil. (laughs) Secret ingredient is a (laughs) 9mm. I'm like, I had no idea. Anyway, they pull me over to the side, and she's like, "Um, let's see here. Now, I thought, because I have an extension cord in there for my um, to plug in my iPhone and all this other stuff, and I'm thinking, wow, what in there? And, of course, they take out my little toiletry bag. They unzip it. (laughs) I mean, like... Exactly. Like, I thought I was smooth and thought, yeah. Well, they know exactly what to look for. The woman opened it up, called over a gentleman, and uh, I hear them kind of mumbling, like, and so then he goes, well, then he goes, you know, it's your call. And then he walks away, and I'm sitting here thinking, oh, man, I want to do a taste test for the show. I want to enjoy this homemade salsa. Like, man, is she going to make me throw it away? And the woman goes, well, technically, they leave it up to us nowadays, 
as to what we let pass and what not, but they used to not. And I just made a bunch of homemade salsa yesterday, and I know it's hard, so I'm not going to make you throw it away. So you can keep it. And I was like, yes. <laughs> so that's my little story. Son, I know this, this salsa smells like gunpowder, <laughs> but I'm going to let it fly just this time because I have faith in you as a person. That's right. Homemade well, gunpowder salsa. <laughs> That's what it is. Well, I had it in a jar. It was a brick of C4 with a tomato on it. <laughs> no, so anyway. So that's our blind taste test. It's, I mean, it was kind of different to do that for the show, but yeah. I, thought, I thought it'd be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Just test test it out. Which, by the way, who, which one of you enjoys Snickers bars? I like Snickers bars when I'm really hungry. Really? Well, then their marketing campaign is aimed right at you. Yeah, I know. The uh, not going anywhere for a while. Why wait? Yeah. Why wait? Have a Snickers. They're the Snickers advertising campaign. Ice cream campaign. Snickers is money. Ice cream Snickers are delicious. Their advertising campaign with the uh, football players is really funny. Mm-hmm. Um, where they take uh, football players' last names and change it into an aspect of Snickers. Mm-hmm. It's very funny. If you don't know football players, it won't be. But um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Bravo. I was just going to say that. Uh, Bravo. And this is. I guess we'll wrap up the show with this, but. I walked into a gas station, um, and I was like, oh, man, because I love 7-Eleven. So I walked in, and there, lo and behold, is a 7-Eleven. Um, walked in, and next to the Big Gulp machine was a Fudge Snickers. What? So it said Snickers Fudge, and it said it had peanut butter nougat. And I was like, wow. So I bought it, and it was a, it was a regular size. So it was like... Three, four inches. It wasn't a king size. It wasn't anything that was, you know, larger than your tiny little normal Snickers. It was almost like snack size. So I go up to the register. I was like, well, I got to buy this. I'll review it for the show. So I go up, ring it up. It was $1.15. I was like, wow. So I bust it open. Um, What do you think? Do you think I liked it or do you think I didn't like it? I don't think it sounds appetizing at all. What do you think? Peanut butter nougat? Mm, You like Snickers? I love Snickers. I think you liked it. Okay. (laughs) This was actually a word riddle. No, I'm kidding. No, I... (laughs) (laughs) A priest, a rabbi, and me walking to (laughs) 7-Eleven. It's one of those things where I go, seven people get off the bus, three get on. (laughs) Two people get off the bus, three get on. I go, and then after all that, I go, what color was the Slurpee machine? (laughs) Like information I never gave you. No. I was going to say that the uh, the actual Snickers fudge, it didn't taste bad. It just tasted so much like a regular Snickers that I felt gypped, mm. that I just paid a dollar fifteen for a tiny one. <laughs> so you could taste faint hints of the peanut butter, and there was more of a chocolate tinge to it because it was fudge. Yeah. But it wasn't so different that I thought, oh, wow, this is a different new kind of Snickers that I'll buy in the future. I mm-hmm. thought it tasted like Snickers with a tiny hint of peanut butter and a little more of a chocolatey taste, but... I was disappointed that it tasted so similar to a Snickers. They have new Raisinets now, I saw in Albertsons. Really? With Craisins. Oh, Craisinets. Yeah. All right, so, which, anyone listening, if you don't know what a Craisin is, it's a it's a cranberry raisin. Yeah. It's a raisin made out of a cranberry, so pretty much chocolate-covered cranberries. Yeah. Have you tried this yet? Not yet, but I'm going to. You better. <laughs> so, well, anyway... Uh, this has been the Multi Geek Show. Thank you, Alex, for sitting in. Yo, it's kind of a wild show, but uh, it was really fun having you. And uh, I thought you were gonna try to stick up for yourself with the Jurassic Park chain guns. No, we're gonna let that one die. 
defends itself, man. It's a good idea. <laughs> so um, chain gun on the side of a Velociraptor, <laughs> and there's people that ride those. Yeah, and they're able to fire the weapons from the mount. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good idea. Yeah, you guys see everyone did who's listening. Did you see Jurassic Park two? <laughs> yeah, I did. My idea is better than that whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> I like Jurassic Park two and three, but I was I was a little younger. I saw. It. Don't look at me like that with judging eyes. <laughs> Listen, hey, did you know Michael Crichton died? No, he died. That was a long time ago. Yeah, I know, but I was telling Alex because I didn't think he knew. I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah, sad, right? I think I read part of his last book. Which one? <laughs> What was it called? Uh, Next. Next. It was about evolution, right? Yeah, it was crazy. I stopped reading. Was it reading. good? You know what? I always, whenever I go on flights, I always read uh, two-thirds of a Michael Crichton book. <laughs> <laughs> it's a tradition I know. Every Anytime I go on a plane, I'm like, man, I need a really good book to read. All right, timeline. My wife actually read the whole thing before I did, but... So I get two-thirds through it because that's a... I usually that's how far I'll get between the flights, and then I will never pick it up again. <laughs> so I have read two thirds of every Michael Crichton book there is. Uh-huh. Oh man, it's sad, isn't they, it? Because I'm yeah. sure they have really good endings. Yeah, they <laughs> usually do. Timeline has a great ending. Oh, I take that back. I did read uh, Jurassic Park and The Lost World, which were really good. But that wasn't on a flight. You read that when we were still in high school. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I think I was younger than high school. So. Which, uh-huh. on a totally unrelated topic, I know we're ending the show, but I just wanted to say on a totally unrelated topic, something I found out that was really exciting to me is they actually have jalapeno salt. What? Yeah. It's a, it's a jalapeno-flavored salt. And I thought that's great because, um, you know, sometimes I want to spice food up, and hot sauce is just such a distinct flavor mm-hmm. that... And, and to pull out, like, jalapeno peppers and put them on stuff. Because sometimes you want dry mouth and burning farts. <laughs> At the same time. So that's a great combination. What crack marketing team came up with that? I'm so thirsty. And I am the most painful farts in the world. Oh man. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna order it. The only place you can get it is online. But I'm gonna order it and then uh, see how that works. Because if it is good, I can season food and, and still give it some kick and um so anyway. But this has been the Multi Geek Show. It's been an interesting one. Thank you so much for listening. Um, uh, I just want to remind Jason, you reminded me before. Uh, for those of you listening on iTunes, uh, you know, don't forget uh, to <coughs> review us. Uh, let us know what you like, what you don't like. Be blatantly honest. We're not looking for five stars unless you feel like we've earned it. But the only way we can get better is if you do review us. Um, also, feel free to email us at the uh, it's multigeek.show at gmail.com. And uh, you can also visit the blog, which is multigeekshow.blogspot.com, where we'll post different things that might not necessarily make it into the show, especially if they're more visual. So thank you so much for listening. And uh, until next time, keep on uh, loving those things that are geeky. Bye.